Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now Peter Brackey, and he is the author of this amazing book, Crystal Lake (laughs) Memories. And it's a great book. It was turned into a documentary, and I cannot wait to have him on the show. And here he is. So, hey, how are you doing tonight, Peter? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for for having me. It's a pleasure to absolutely you. <laughs> i'm so glad to meet you as well i know greg gilbert uh put me in touch with you and i added you on facebook and uh reached out to you and you agreed to do the interview and i'm so glad we got yeah. to make this happen yeah thank you for your patience last few months have been a little crazy with COVID and everything else as you know so yeah, yeah absolutely um so the first question i got for you is, is like how mm-hmm. did you come up with the idea or the concept on making crystal lake memories oh man so it's so weird it's so funny i was thinking about it in preparation for this so it was actually 20 years ago. I fucking can't believe it. Um, it was August. Uh, what well, that would be? That would be 2002. And they had a 20th anniversary screening of part three uh, in 3D over here in Los Angeles. And I went with some friends and it was a surprise. They had Paul Kreka, um, uh, uh, um, Larry Zerner, um, and uh, Richard Brooker were all there. Making it the panel. I remember sitting in the audience going, this was like, you know, right at the time when like DVD was huge, remember? And um, so it was like, you know, there was, it was like, God, why hasn't someone done like, I don't know, it just hit me. Like, why hasn't something done something on Friday the 13th? Like Halloween had like a laser disc and I'm sure had that cool box set. It just kind of turned in my mind for a few weeks. And um, back then, I mean, I have no skill in video or anything like that. So I'm like, well, a documentary wouldn't make sense. And it was just like a crazy thing. I'm like, oh, well, someone should like do a book. And at the time I was a, a movie reviewer. I ran a couple websites and mm-hmm. DVD stuff. So um, I had written one book, which wasn't very good. So <laughs> I was like, we're doing something else to do. And it was just sort of one of those things where like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I'll try it. I'll kind of do some interviews, see how it goes. And it just sort of picked up steam and built up from there. So now Larry Zerner was actually my first ever interview. So it's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah, I know, uh, like, Greg originally got me into wanting to interview people, and it started with interviewing all the Friday the 13th people, as many as I can get, and I was surprised how easy it was, and the first interview I've ever had was Victor Miller, and then the second one I had was Stu Charno, and then Debbie Sue Voorhees, they were, like, my first three, and uh, it, it was amazing how, like, it's so it was so easy to connect with these people and to get them on board to do an interview, and at the time, I was a nobody, this wasn't even a podcast, it was initially for a uh, an encyclopedia I was working on for slasher movies. Oh, that's what it was originally was, and then I eventually turned it into a, an overall into a podcast. And mm-hmm. um, it's just it's just amazing how you know it, easy it is to do interviews, and the fact that you got a lot of the cast and crew, um, people like I, I'm pretty sure. Don't you have? I think her name is Barbara Howard, Sarah from Part mm-hmm. Four. Yeah. I think you even got her, and like she doesn't do many interviews on on this. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you got her is amazing. Yeah, you know, it was hard. Like. It's so different now with social media. I mean, Facebook didn't even exist then. Um, so back then in 2002, like you had to call SAG, the Screen Actors Guild, and be like, hey, I'm doing, you know, for this project or that. Um, and they won't, they don't usually give you their direct information, but they would like, call them for you. Sometimes they give you agent information and they had this rule where they only give you three people at a time. So literally it was like every couple of days calling, getting my next three names or whatever. A lot of searches, but even back then, Google wasn't like it is today. Yeah. Um, so it was just trying to find people. And yeah. Barbara Howard was that was actually a tip. Um, one of the other actors had said she moved back to the Midwest, and I'm from Chicago. 
Um, and that I think her mother was like a doc or something. So I just did like this weird, like people search for like Barbara Howard, daughter of so-and-so who's a doctor in Chicago and like it popped up and it just, I wrote a letter, a physical letter um, and she called me back. So um, uh, it's hard because you know, like if someone has a, a normal name like Barbara Howard, there's a million of them. So like you yeah. can't just refer. So it does help when you have an unusual person. Like I remember one of the most fun ones was Michael Zager. He, uh, he did the disco's theme song for part three. Um, and he has such an unusual name. I was able to find him like right away because I found like music producer. I'm like, it has to be him. So um, yeah, sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's really difficult, you know? Right. So, yeah. And I have to ask this question because I know she turns it down, turned it down a lot. Um, <laughs> Rachel Howard, Chili from part three. Um, yeah. she, I know she's like a, a doctor or some type of counselor out in California. Um, and I even found her website to reach out for an interview. And I'm thinking, I don't think she's going to do it. Like, if she didn't yeah. do Crystal Lake Memories, there's no way she's doing my podcast. So, <laughs> how many times have you turned her down? Like, why didn't she want to do the interview? It was really just once. So, Larry Zinner actually called her for me. Um, you know, we did an interview with him and, um, you know, I, I think I think she said the website because I knew she's a psychologist. And so he called her and talked to her, said it was a nice talk, but she just does not mm-hmm. does not want to go there. She's just not interested in any prior teeth. She doesn't act anymore. Doctor, she didn't want to be associated with it. So mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't personally reach out to her at that point, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but so did you reach out? Did she respond? I haven't. And I, I, I'm okay. nervous, too. I, I know uh, Greg Gilbert reached out to Barbara Howard and she kind of sternly turned him down. Like very bluntly turned him down. Um, like he felt huh. like he wasn't being mean, but she was like, it's it, like saying, I don't want to do an interview with it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. If, if, I mean, time, by the time you interviewed her compared to recently, like anything could have changed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't, it, yeah. It really depends on where someone is in their life. Like, yeah, it's weird. Like some people, she was super nice, um, but I know the Chris Lake Memories documentary reached out to her, and I think there was some issue with a family issue she had, so she didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you just never know, and then sometimes it's the reverse, where like they said no before, and then enough times gone by where, you know, they're like, sure, yeah, you just you never, yeah. Yeah, I wish I knew what the magic formula was. And it's frustrating, right? Because you just don't know. Yeah, yeah that's true. And like even Larry Zerner, he officially turned me down. And then I reached back out to him a couple years later. And he said, uh, I'm going to be having something to promote with uh, in 2022. I'll reach out to me mid-2022 and we'll do something that I can oh. promote. That. So it's like, it, it, it depends where they are in their life. If they have anything to promote, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you can bring up the Friday the 13th and then promote their other work as well. It's like, exactly. you know, it, it really it really hits that. Like with Laura Park Lincoln, she, she didn't want to do it with me. Melanie Kinnaman didn't want do it with me originally but then they had something to promote and they said well we we could do one second we could like lar park lincoln gave me 30 minutes because she was promoting rosebud so it's like i'll uh, give you i'll give you 15 minutes on rosebud and 15 minutes on friday the 13th part seven and that's what we did yeah it's also hard now too because it was so different when i started like, there was just nothing like there mm-hmm. wasn't any documentaries or books i mean i guess i imagine i've done you know if you start doing 20 30 interviews you get right you know they right. want to do something new so yeah yeah, especially now when everybody's doing these type of things with podcasting, yeah. you just do it. Everybody's reaching out. And sometimes it's like, well, I need a break. Yeah. <laughs> I get well, that. Yeah. Well, it's probably a challenge for you, right? Because like, what do you ask, right? At a certain right. point, you want to ask something new. So Right. You know, Absolutely. And sometimes I ask things that are new and they say, oh, I've never asked that question before. And it's mm-hmm. a good feeling. But then other times it's like, well, they probably got asked this a bunch of times. But it's yeah. like, you know, you're trying, you, you want your audience to also be, you know, entertained with their answers sure sure now when you did um the uh like when the documentary came out like 
were you involved with the filming of that documentary in any way, shape or form? Not too much. So they reached out to me. I was like flattered because it was the guys who did Never Sleep Again, of course. Right. Mm-hmm. Which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, you want to use my book title for your documentary? Of course. <laughs> you know, so I helped a little bit like with names and stuff. But honestly, I didn't because I'd done the book and all the interviews. Um, I was kind of like, oh, great. They'll do all the work. And I, <laughs> I don't have to do that much. So I was there like once and um you know, looked over some questions and I helped with the narration because they wrote it for Corey Feldman. And then I got to be there for the filming. So the opening, you know, around the campfire, I'm one of the counselors. I'm a horrible actor. I have no acting ability, but it was fun. And I got to get a machete in my face. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, it was great because like they did most of the work. So um, yeah, you know, they took some stuff from the book and then we did a commentary for it. Uh, it was me, Dan, director and Luke who edited it. So we did like a seven and a half hour commentary, which was fun. Right. <laughs> awesome. uh, so yeah, so that was neat. So yeah, so, you know, I, it was, yeah, it was perfect. Like it's, um, yeah, I didn't really want to do it all again because I'd done it before. So, um, so it was cool though, but yeah, so. Awesome. So other than Rachel Howard, were there any of the other, any other cast or crew that weren't able to do an interview for any reason? It doesn't have to be negative. Yeah. So it was, you know, it's a mix. Some of it was frustrating. So, well, Lori Bartram from the first movie, you know, she didn't do an interview. She passed away, unfortunately, a few years ago. She played Lori. Um, I'm sorry, Lori Bartram. She played Brenda. Sorry. Yeah. Um, she's, you know, she, not, I'll say boring again, but she was already deeply religious when she did Friday the 13th and she left acting and um, she stayed on that path until she passed away. So I connected with her father and he uh, said, you know, she just doesn't talk about her Hollywood days, but he thanked me. Um, and then, uh, well, we finally got him for the new box set, um, Harry Crosby, but at the time he didn't want to talk about Friday the 13th when I reached out to him. It was the same kind of thing as you know, like people just change their mind, but he finally yeah. did an interview for the box set. Um, and a couple of people I could kick myself, it's really my fault. So I actually got in touch with um, Jeffrey Rogers who played Andy in part three, walking in your hands guy. Uh, he was a doctor and we exchanged a couple emails and he was moving. And I never heard back from him. And I kind of reached out once again, because he said yes. And then and then I couldn't reach him. And I was just, you know, deadline coming up. I had to finish the book. So I wish I would have pushed more and yeah. called up two or three more I'm, times. I've been looking for him desperately to have him on my show. I can't find yeah. it. He was really nice in email. Um, so he's a doctor. Do you see the YouTube video he's in? I could send you that. There's no, send YouTube me that video. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a it's a video of him as a doctor giving a presentation at like a, a medical count, uh, yeah. seminar. So he's around and I, I, I'm sure you can find him um, like with hospital he's at, you know, where he works at it. But um, uh, so, yeah. So if you look up like, I think he might've changed his actor. Is it Jeffrey Roger now or Je- uh, uh, right, like he, he slightly changed his name, but yeah, if you look like Doctor Video Jeffrey Rogers on YouTube, you should be able to find him. Okay. Um, and then the other one was um, uh, uh, she played Sissy in Part Six. Um, Renee, uh, Renee Jones. Renee Jones, thank you. So Kevin Spiritus was really nice enough. He said, "Oh, well, let me reach out to her because they were on Days of Our Lives together." Because she yeah. had said no because she uh, she said honestly, she's like, "I don't like dark things." You know, there's even a storyline in Days of Our Lives, like a possession storyline. Yeah, I watched Days of Our Lives. I'm big. Yeah. Yeah. She asked not to take part in that. Um, she didn't want to be involved in that like kind of storyline. So, but then Kevin Spirit kind of reached out and she was considering it. And that was another case of just at a certain point, I'd worked on the book three years. Like I just like, you got to finish it and just let it go. And so maybe I should have pushed a little more. So she would have been someone great to talk to. Yeah. And then a couple of guys, there's some people like then, because again, before social media, I couldn't find them. And then I subsequently interviewed some new people that are now in the ebook version of the book. Like, um, 
uh, court, uh, Tom Fridley, Tom Fridley. I added in. Um, we found uh, Alana Wood Sharpie, Alana Wood, she played, uh, she was in part five, because the yeah. accent yeah. Um So she, we added her in. Um, uh, and a couple, like, I never was able to find uh, Peter Brower from the first movie. So okay. unfortunately, um, well, Gorney was, unfortunately, had Alzheimer's at the time. So it's oh. passed away since. So his family was really nice. Uh, but then I was like really lucky, like I was able to get like Steve Suskind from part three before he passed away, unfortunately, nice. in a car accident. Yeah. I found Sherry Moggins from the first. That was exciting finding her. Um, I, I loved it, you know, because I love Steve. Yeah, I, I love uh, I love Edna and Harold. And I've been yeah, looking yeah. for Sherry as well, and I can't find her either. <laughs> oh, so, you know, I, I had an email and uh, or a phone number for her. But it's like 15, 16 years old, but apparently doesn't work because some convention people have reached out to me. They want to represent her. And mm-hmm. um, but a little tidbit, she was actually married to David Caruso, the actor. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're divorced now, but um, they were married at that time. So I don't know, it might be a way, I don't think they keep in touch. But yeah, so mm-hmm. she was really fun. So yeah, it's you know, it's like you know, it's like a treasure hunt kind of like you just yeah. search and um try to find people. Um right. unfortunately at the time, um uh, uh Susan Jennifer Solon was was yep. ill so she was unable to do it but her family was nice and then uh yeah I think and we had that was actually my that was actually my next question about Susan Jennifer Sullivan like they incorrectly uh said that she passed away in the documentary and it was a different Susan Jennifer Sullivan <laughs> yeah I wasn't you know a part of that so um I heard the same thing oh she passed away so that's how I know but um she was married to a director named Andrew Nicole he directed Gattaca um, and she has a daughter, and I do have contact with her, like her aunt, her her relative of her. So I, she's out somewhere. I'm not sure where she lives now, but um, yeah, I don't think she wants anything to do with Friday the 13th either. So I don't think she wants anything to do with like Hollywood in general. That happens right. a lot where they like, you know, Barbara Howard, yeah. they just move on and yeah. You know, and these movies are from the 80s. I mean, they were they were teenagers of their early 20s when they mm-hmm. were making like they weren't you know i mean it wasn't like they made it into a career yeah exactly yep. and sometimes, sometimes they have positive feelings and sometimes they don't you know sometimes they have a, it's a negative experience but then you think like now it's been 40 years you know maybe you know it's been so long that they can just enjoy it and laugh about it i don't know so that's why it's good to try and follow up and sometimes people absolutely. change their mind yeah. absolutely yeah exactly so um let me see. So what, what do you believe was the hardest part about getting the book done? And what do you believe was the easiest part of getting it done? <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, I guess it's, it wasn't that hard convincing people to do interviews. Most, some people are always, they were known, but um, honestly, it's just the amount of time. I mean, so when you think about 200 interviews, usually, you know, you know, you got to find the person. I usually had to write a letter because this was before social media. So it was phone calls or letters, either faxes, then you got to prepare your questions. Then you got to do the interview. So right there, that's about a day of work. So you multiply, you know, 200 times one day. It was almost, you know, a year of work just to do all those interviews. Then you have to go through all the transcripts. So I had like a million words of transcript just from all the interviews. So some like went on, like in Victor Mill, I think I talked to for over an hour. Steve, Sean Cunningham, we did three interviews to go over everything. Yeah. So that was like four or five hours of interview, you know. So just going over it all and you're like, you know, so it really just, it was just the work of just yeah. making a story out of it. And I made the decision early on, thanks to Larry Zerner part is, it's called oral history, you know, which was to tell it as quotes, because I felt like no one had talked to these people. There was no information. No one wants to hear me blabbing. So 
I, I want to do as much in their words as possible. So that is a kind of, as you know, it's like hard. You have to edit. Like you can't right. cheat and write in stuff. Like I have to mm -hmm. take their words and make it work. So it was a lot of like, you know, moving bits and moving pieces of text around. Yeah, like a puzzle. It was a lot of fun, but there was sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't get this to work. And it was just like, <laughs> oh. yeah. So, um, um, and then the photos was pretty, was fun. That wasn't too hard, actually. Paramount and New Line were really great. So mm -hmm. like Paramount let me go into their archives and go through boxes and find pictures. Um, we had to pay money for it, but uh, it was, they were great. And um, that, so it was just, it was just the amount of, it just takes time. Like it was just, you know, there are times, you know, when it's like halfway through, it's like, oh my God, is this ever going to end? Like, what did I get myself into? You know, because you literally see like, you look and you're like, oh my God, this doesn't take another year. Like, this is like, because I didn't know when I started. I thought, oh, you know, I thought I, I laugh. I laugh now. I thought oh, I'll do maybe 20 interviews, right? <laughs> so, right. End of the under it. so it just got bigger and bigger. Add so, an extra zero to that two, 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's what happened. It was like, at first I was just going to do like a little black and white, you know, mm -hmm. textbook. And then when New Line, they were really great. They're like, well, you know, you could, we have photos if you want. And like, mm -hmm. and then I thought, hmm, well, maybe a coffee table, like, could we do that? Like, so it just became bigger and bigger. And then you have to lay out the whole thing and sign yes. the pictures. And um, so it was fun, you know, but um, awesome. then we had to find somebody to the cover and uh, yeah. So it took like yeah. two years. So. so you said you have about 200 interviews, you have about 200 interviews in the book. Um, mm -hmm. So out of the 200 you've done which was the hardest um celebrity like get cast member to actually locate and get in touch with to do the book um yeah i mean probably like jeffrey you know some of the ones that like jeffrey rogers took a little bit of work um took a little while because back then adrian king as we know had a stalker so i, I couldn't find her so joe zito came to the rescue he had known her um so that that was a struggle um Jensen Daggett actually took a little work because she kind of left the business for a while and she was with her husband. I think they were in like the Bahamas or something. So uh, that was a little harder to find. I can't uh, find her at all anywhere neither. <laughs> yeah, she seems to have yeah, gone again. So um, yeah, that, um, uh, I mean, Kevin Bacon was difficult. So I had been an entertainment journalist. So I'd done movie reviews. So I had worked with like publicists and stuff for a few years already. So luckily I had a contact because he didn't want to do an interview about Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. um and so I knew a publicist and I kind of done her a couple favors mm -hmm. she said look I'll help you out it's like we're doing she's like if you can cover this movie he's in called hollow man and um mm -hmm. so I pitched a, a friend a magazine and said okay I'll do a story in hollow man she's like you can interview him about hollow man and then the end you can ask if you you can ask up to five questions that's why you listen to the book there's exactly five quotes from Kevin Bacon so that I got my nice. five questions um so that's how that happened but he wouldn't have sat down and just did an interview on Friday the 13th. And actually I'm not even sure if he knew like I think at the end of the interview for Hollow Man, he's like, why is this guy asking me about Friday 13th? This is weird. But, uh, but he was really <laughs> nice. So I got my five questions. Um, same with Crispin Glover. I did a press junket for a movie called Willard. And he agreed, asked, answered a few Friday 13th questions. So, um, so that was, yeah, that was probably the, those, honestly, those are probably the only two folks that I guess you could consider like major stars at that time. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah, once you start dealing with like agents and publicists, like a, a working actor now who's like a Kevin Bacon, like it's mm -hmm. so there's like, layers and layers that you can't just email Kevin Bacon, right? You yeah. Gotta, oh, and then you got to pitch them and explain, and yeah. it was hard. Um, yeah. So yeah, so um, yeah, I guess those are probably technically the hardest, just because yeah. you know 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I know like I know you got Janine Taylor. I've been trying to get mm-hmm. in touch with her. I can't well, get she was her. hard to find too. Yeah. She took a long time. Um uh, and again, I found her through her mother, who her mother was part of actor uh was high up in a thing called actor actors equity at the time. And I was a certain I found this story and it was with her mother talking about her daughter who was an actress in theater and stuff, Janine Taylor. And I'm like, oh, that must be the same person. So I actually wrote her a mother <laughs> and nice. said, hey, would you be willing to forward this letter for me to your daughter? And it's okay. She says no. And so that was nice. Um, so that took a while. Yeah. yeah. So you're bringing back memories. I forgot all this stuff. <laughs> right. Did you happen to get Terry Kaiser? I can't remember off the top of my head. No, no. So um, yeah, that was another one. Maybe I should have pushed a bit more because now he's doing a lot of stuff, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. he did an interview with me already. Yeah. 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 Oh, great. Great. Yeah. Um, and then a couple people turned like some technical crew people like the director of photography of part seven said no, um, wow. which is fine. So a few, um, you know, technical people here and there, crew members tried to get um, trying. There's any major. Uh, yeah, I think a couple of producers and at a certain point, you just can't do everyone. You, know, you right. can't interview everyone. Were you able so. to find like Nick Savage or any of that? Yeah, Nick Savage is in the book. Yeah. Okay. I, I couldn't remember because I know he wasn't in the documentary itself. Yeah, he kind of another one has disappeared, although they did get Glenn O'Brien. Um, yeah, yep. And then um, uh, she passed away, right? Um, she played um, Gloria Charles, yeah. Gloria Charles, yeah. yeah so, passed away, um, yeah. Fox, she played. So, but then I kind of knew that, like, it's just now it's such a big uh, convention, like, fighting, yeah. it's like cool, right? Like, people right. are glad to be in it now. So, it's changed. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and Bruce Mailer, like, he was Axel and. Uh, yeah. I never uh, found him. Did you find I can't find them. No, no. Yeah. So I have um, IMDb Pro, and I, I look on there, and sometimes I get lucky finding a contact for them, or mm-hmm. finding a contact to a publicist and an agent. I get lucky, and some of them are on my Facebook, but then others, like you know, them, I can't find. You know, like yeah. there's no contact information at all listed. Yeah, like, I know. So yeah, yeah, you have to start weighing it. Like, okay, how much time can I really spend on one person? Right. So you just sort of accept. You know, right. you hope people enjoy who you can find. Um, right. I think at a certain point, like part eight was like impossible. I mean, there's so many people on that boat that get killed. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you could do a whole book just on, you know, the number yeah. people on that movie. So you just try to pick. And um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I know that. Uh, okay. So like, is it, would you think of doing a book like Crystal Lake Memories for the Halloween branches with their cast and crew? <laughs> that actually has been floated around. So um there's a lot of issues there. Um, I think because of who owns the series and all the different yeah. studios involved. Um, so, I mean, it would be cool. The thing with that is, I guess you want to wait until Halloween ends comes out, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was the hard thing with like the remake came out. You know, when I did the book, there was no friggin' remake. You know. Yeah. Remake. But I actually have another book that's going to be announced, hopefully this summer. It's kind of ties into that. So it's basically Crystal Lake Memories for '90s slashers. So nice. You like Scream and uh, Summer H2O. Nice. So there'll be some Halloween in the in the new book. So that's awesome. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. I'll definitely keep a lookout for that. Yeah. So we'll have more information this summer. So yeah, absolutely. So for those that would like to buy a copy of the Crystal Lake Memories, where can they get it? It's available at Amazon. I mean, honestly, I don't know. Do people still go to bookstores? I, I guess it's still in Maybe. Books. it's still in <laughs> it's still in print. So like I guess if you went to borders, you could order it. Mm-hmm. Um so I guess you can go to a bookstore, but yeah, you can get it on Amazon. So and there's an ebook version. The ebook version is cool. Well, if you get the iPad version, mm-hmm. it has video and extra photos because you can do cool stuff. Um, it has some extra interviews. So, um, yes. yeah, but you can find it. 
with Amazon. So. Awesome. And the last question I got for you, do you have any other projects in the works that you would like to promote to the listening and viewing audience as well as any social media accounts or websites to plug? Well, hopefully you have me on again some other time in the future, but we have, I announced my new books again, 90s, if you like 90s slashers, I thought it'd be fun to, um, you know, I love 70s and 80s, but I kind of feel like I don't know if there's much more to talk about. Like, you know, yeah. pretty much every major franchise has been discussed. Um, so, uh, I thought, oh, you know, it's really talked about. There hasn't, there isn't really a screen book or a night with a summer book. So, yeah, if you like 90s and early 2000s slashers, yeah. um, it'll be another big book and uh, nice. another 200 interviews. So, I've been working on it for about two and a half years. So, man, nice. So. That's awesome. Do you have a plan estimated release date for that? Uh, well, so the hard thing now is with supply chain issues, as you know, like, um, so the, honestly, it takes now, if you make a book, like a copy table book, they estimate it's about three months. So if I finish the book, it takes three months literally for that thing to get printed and sent on a ship. So it's like, I'm hoping if I finish it, it'll be by Christmas, but I just don't know because, so that's why we're waiting to the summer to announce it when I know for sure. And we get it because, you know, the world today, unfortunately, with COVID and now the war, it's like, yeah exactly and I, I know that uh i had um i had daniel farron's on my show and I asked yeah. him because he directed crystal lake memories of the documentary itself mm -hmm. and i asked him if uh there was plans for a halloween version of that because we have a nightmare on elm street one we have right yeah he's like, well all the interviews are really out there like you know on their separate own things but i'm like make it into a big one like you know a big yeah. eight -hour documentary yeah. again yeah and the same thing yeah. with scream like scream is like there's four or there's five movies out now they're making a sixth one like soon you're gonna be able to do a whole box set on that i know i know and it keeps and then who knows how long that's gonna go and then there's, right. there's all the tv series that's why this book i just kind of looked at mm -hmm. late 90s so starting with scream and that kind of whole era it was yeah. hard though because it's like well where do you end it so it's kind of like the first phase of those movies right. um maybe there'll be a part two i don't know but nice. um, have you gotten yeah, any with courtney, courtney cox and uh david arquette and all that yeah, so interviewed David Arquette, Courtney Cox, uh, um, I'm not supposed to say, but Jamie Curtis is in it, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, um, all the directors. We got, I found a bunch of hours of unpublished stuff with Wes Craven, so he'll be in there, of course. Um, you know, pretty much everyone you can think of. Um, still, working on, still doing some interviews, but um, trying to get more. But yeah, it'll be... I think it'd be great. So lots of pictures, you know, same kind yeah. of same kind of thing. That, that's really awesome, and uh, I definitely wish you the best of luck and success. Oh, so let me know when that uh, book is out, yeah. and yeah. I'll pick up a copy. I'll have you back on to promote that as well. Um, <laughs> cool. I would, oh, I won't lie. I would love to interview Courtney Cox. I'm a big Friends fan, and I'm a big screen. <laughs> fan. Oh, yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's tough. Like that, it's, this is yeah. so much more difficult because every these people have so many layers of people. I like, know. I'll tell you, it took over a year to get interviewed, so it was like hard. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Yeah, that would be so cool to uh just look at that because and if you think about it not a lot of stuff has been done on 90 slashes as well exactly like exactly. 80s everything is pretty much put on like how many friday the 13th ones you get and how many like you know halloween ones you get like you have all that out there exactly yeah so, even yeah. the first scream honestly was a little like going through it i'm like oh some of these stories have been out there but again it's like putting it one place at least but right. you know it's so it's really kind of more fun to talk about like scream two and scream three because there's you know yeah but um but there's like commentary like yeah i had to go through all the commentaries i mean now with the podcast there's so there's just there's so many screen pod i mean yeah 
so yeah so it took me like six months just for research like Chris Lake Memories was different because there was really no aside from Vangoria no one covered those movies so I think my research for Chris Lake Memories was like three weeks because you (laughs) you know one library trip and that was pretty much done I I spent a lot of time just reading like there's so many articles I mean the screen was a big deal right so these people were on talk shows and stuff so have you happened to get Laurie Metcalf for the 90s book Screen she, two, she'll be in. She'll be in it. Yeah. Nice. So, That's awesome. Yeah. A couple people, you know, some people said no, but whatever. It's it's yeah. It's okay. Absolutely, it's absolutely. That's part of the industry. But uh, I can't wait to see this book. And uh, definitely, uh, you, I mean, check out. Uh, do you have any like social media plug where they could find when this book is ready? When you Not make yet, it? Yeah, until we announce it, so it'll be it'll be coming. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we want to kind of have a official release date or a general time for sure. Mm-hmm. And then we're actually working on the cover because this idea is like you kind of post yeah. it on social and announce it and you kind of have the cover mm-hmm. and then you got to make sure it's kind of on Amazon because usually nowadays people immediately go and they're like I want to pre-order it and if it's not there they can't pre-order it they forget about it so you kind of right. have to have it all the time together it's much different than Chris like memories was different I was like you just kind of do a press release and send it out now it's just it's totally different I don't even know what I'm doing because I'm old so I, I'm not <laughs> a social media person really so I don't know what to do I'm like what's a twit what's a tweet I don't know <laughs> so, <laughs> so absolutely that? well I thank you so much Peter for joining me tonight sure absolutely too, man thanks for yep. having me yep you have okay. a great rest of your night bye you too. bye